This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. You know what happened? It was that we stopped talking and then people went down and that, that was the I problem. I needed the motivation of you slagging me every week to get good results and just imploded without that. Subscribe to the OTV Koi gig pod on the OTV Sports app now. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. So, second test, bright and early on Saturday morning. New Zealand against Ireland. Andy Farrell has named his 15. Just one change from the side that were well beaten in the opening test. And that sees Mac Hansen come into the side in place of Keith Earl. So, front row of Porter, Sheehan and Furlong. Uh, it's Tyke Byrne and James Ryan the second row. Then Peter O'Mahony, Josh van der Fleer and Caelan Doris. Johnny Sexton starts and captains the side alongside Jameson Gibson-Park. Hansen and James Lowe on the wings. Ring rows and Henshaw again in the centre and Hugo Keenan as expected continues at full back a couple of changes among the replacements as well Finlay Bielham and Rob Herring come onto the bench Abundiaki included once against Keith Earls out of the squad completely Roy O'Connor of the Irish Independent is in studio evening Roy hey, uh, is that a surprise I think everyone sort of looked at that and went really not surprised I'm disappointed yeah um, not sad yeah I like it's not a surprise. It's in, in any way. I think if you, it's it's become quite a very, quite a predictable team to pick. You know, it used to be that the team announcement was a, was a kind of big event, and now it's you know you, you, the Ireland team. You can flag. It's pretty well flagged. He's quite clearly a, quite a continuity coach and a, and a cohesion coach. That he you know he leans in heavily to the Leinster team and the, co- mm. the partnerships and cohesions that they have from there. He's building a it looks like what he's doing is trying to build combinations through these big games so that when it comes to the World Cup next year these players will have played together in pressure situations over and over and over again they know each other really really well and there is a merit in that and like there is a school of thought out there that's quite heavily favoured by a lot of coaches that cohesion is the key to success in rugby the problem is if you lose one or two key players you will not have the um the, the backup won't be ready to step up because they've never experienced it and this was in, in over the course of a three test series in New Zealand after the team had just been hammered didn't play pretty badly but ended up being hammered you wonder what message it sends to the second string who have been holding tackle bags for two weeks and also how does this what sort of long term planning is this that we are in my opinion sleepwalking our way to the same disaster we always have in the World Cup well even away from the long term planning so yeah. in terms of this tour the medium term planning of this three test tour yeah do you think Andy Farrell went there with a set plan in advance of okay obviously full strength first 15 first test regardless of what happens we're going to go with that again and if injuries happen we'll make changes that way hey, do you think this will be the same 15 next week if everybody's fit no well it depends on the result mm. I think if they win yes because you don't change a winning team you're going for a series that's history and I can understand that to some degree but we don't I change a losing team we don't change a winning we team we just don't change the team <laughs> like this is like this is what we're seeing it's a very hard team to get out of this Ireland team um, like who, who, yeah, who, the, the who should have been most at risk this, then from last week on performance Gary Ringrose missed a couple of very very key tackles and Bundiaki came off the bench and played very very well so you would think that even if you switch them and Ringrose dropped to the bench you know James Hume getting injured is unfortunate That that's one that they could have they could have done you know Hugo Keenan was very very quiet in the game he threw a brilliant pass for mm. the first try but you've got Larry there you've got Larmer there could you have changed things up just presented the All Blacks with a different attacking picture you know this is a three test series is a movable you know it's a movable feast you you know you've got to keep changing the picture for the opposition because it's the same team three weeks in a row 
all you're doing is introducing Matt Hansen, who probably would have started the first test anyway. Um, if we read into it, you know, Keith Earl started the the midweek game, and then you know Hansen Hansen comes in for this game. Up front, I mean, he could just freshen things up. I'd like to see John McCarthy involved to some degree. Now, what Farrell will say, I think, if you talk to him privately, is none of these guys did that well against the Maori on the Wednesday. So none of them really forced his hand. Gavin Coombs is a player, the one player who probably did play well in that game. I would like to see him involved. There's an argument for Frawley being involved ahead of Carberry. It, to some degree, if you're going to start Sexton, could you change the backups? Could you? Have- Has that been incredibly harsh on the players who started against the Maoris? Yeah, it was a messy performance and they were ripped apart at times, but they weren't long off the plane. It's a 15 thrown together who mm. I can't imagine even had much time on the training pitch yeah. aside from an A versus B throw around. So to make judgments on on that for players who've made the trip, when you need to give them opportunities in games like this, seems incredibly harsh. Yeah, look, Andy Farrell's there to win, and and he 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 firmly believes that this team is 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 the team that is going to beat the All Blacks that 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 is most capable, and he clearly doesn't have the trust or faith in the reserves, and we're only going to find out about them when the frontliners get injured and I think that's that's wrong and you've brought players as part of this 40 man initial I don't know what number it is now it's probably I think they're up to 42 they've lost mm. a couple they've gained a couple maybe it's 41 they, they've they brought all these players every player who's on that plane should be a viable option for the test series if you lose and concede six tries then surely there is scope to change the team and at least send a message to your players that this is an unacceptable level you're all great players you will play for Ireland again if you prove yourselves but you can't concede six tries in a test match and, and play again the next week. Instead, he's gone, no, we actually played very well. We made bad mistakes. We, we can we can fix those errors and I'm going to trust these players to do it again this week. I mean, these players, this team has been decent. It's been good. It's had some good days in the jersey. But this is not a team full of Grand Slam winners who've achieved an awful lot as, 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 a, as a collective. You know, they've won a Triple Crown. They beat the All Blacks at home. It's not like they've that much credit in the bank. And I think it's disappointing, particularly for the, the, the lads who were over there holding tackle bags, who, like, we don't know what they're doing in training. Mm. Maybe it is the case that the, the 15 are just the best trainers as well. But if you're going to broaden the net long term, but also if you're going to send the right message to the team who played badly last week, well, they didn't play that badly, but they lost badly last week, then surely more than one change is, is it should be on the cards for these games. And it's a three week tour, it's intense. It mm. should be you know, you should be kind of freshening things up in terms of just getting fresh legs into the team and you're not doing that. And that was one of the most difficult aspects to analyse from last week from an Irish point of view is that they didn't play that badly, but they were well beaten. Yeah. And that's a an awkward spot for a coach to find himself in because you say like there was nobody who you would instantly say like has done himself massive damage in terms of his long term international career. Yeah. But also you're now in a scenario where for everybody outside the 15-23 it feels well actually what do, do results do matter here? anymore? Yeah. What do I have to do here? And like you know if you go back over the, the course of our last four or five World Cups the 07 team mm. like you couldn't get out of that team and the the, the, the the players who were outside of the 23 and certainly the players outside of the 15 didn't believe they had a shot of getting to the team. They became disenfranchised with it all. Basically by the end of the World Cup they were tourists in France. They weren't really you know, they didn't feel like they were part of it. You also have to make the players... Now, they have to earn their spot in the jersey. You're not giving out caps for freely. But six tries against, a heavy defeat in the first test, a three-test series, there is an opportunity there to freshen things up. And, and yeah, like, they played very, very well, but their set-piece collapsed. So surely there's an investigation into whether a personal 
personnel change could improve that. Their um, their defence let in some really weak tries. There was a lot of missed tackles. I mean, you got to call those things out as well. You know, is there other areas of the game they can improve by putting it? Like, could Jordan Armour, you know, with his ability to sidestep, with his ability to counterattack, could he give you more? Could Michael Lowry add to your tactical approach? Could you put Joey Carberry at fifteen to you know to bring his his ball playing mm. skills out to take the pressure off Sexton, who you got to believe is going to be a target this weekend? So you know, there are things that Danny Farrell, there are levers Danny Farrell could pull, but he's decided to just raise his hands, switch Keith Earls out, and put Mac Hansen in. And say to these lads, you know, you're you're my guys, go and do it for me. There's a massive obligation on them to perform now because he's invested the faith in them. If they go and get hammered out the gap again this week, they've really let him down. You mentioned historically what Ireland have done through previous World Cup campaigns. What about other countries on these tours? Are they making full use of their squads? Are they also talking about start of World Cup cycles and trying to build that depth? Well, everyone's in different scenarios, aren't they? So you know, look at South Africa; they've made you know, they won, so they they're in a position of strength in the series. They're the world champions. They've beaten the Lions. They've made wholesale changes. They've given Evan Roos, who was the best player in the in the pro sort of URC this year, they've given him his debut. Now they have an Evan Roos to bring in. Mm. He tore it up all season. He's a he, like he, he's an obvious number eight for them at the World Cup next year. It's a sensible thing. But they've made big, big changes to their team. Other teams like England are scratching around. He's made changes to his backline, but he hasn't cast off a lot of his senior players. Eddie Jones is fighting for his life. So it's it's all context. Like Scotland left. Finn Russell and, and Stuart Hogg at home they went with a more experimental side they, they said to those players let's have this summer off you were on the Lions tour last year let's let's have a, let's freshen you up this summer in the hope that next by the World Cup that this will pay dividends and we'll also find out more about what's, what's going on so everyone's doing different things I think New Zealand's a tough place to experiment and I'm not saying change nine of the starting team and throw the, bat, the well, baby well, out with the, the water the question with the Maoris of actually a Joe McCarthy like throw him in actually with 13 of the best 15 yes. and see how you're performing or that even situation put them on edge. Or, or go with a 6-2 split right we're getting overpowered mm. and in the, we're, Ireland are, are, are being defeated at the set piece they're getting overpowered as games go on Leinster faded as games went on in the, in the biggest games this season why not try it like this is the time to try a, a, a six forwards two back split are Leinster as reluctant to change Porter and Furlong as Ireland are well, Furlong less so because they have Michael Alalatoa mm. um, who's a very very good tight head prop who can come on and I make an impact on a game. Keane Healy, they have a similar, it seems like they have similar reservations. Now, Healy was injured last week. He clearly wasn't fit to play a part. I think he would have got seven or eight minutes. But Porter and Furlong is a real concern because you're going to flog them. Like, look at Jack McGrath. They, when Keane Healy was injured and Jack McGrath was starting every game, he was going 80 regularly. He was going deep in games because they didn't trust his backup. Jack McGrath's been released by Ulster and is, is now trying to work his way privately back to full fitness so he didn't get a on a second hip operation they broke like you know he, he was broken by the mental minutes that he had to play at the top level um, like Jack McGrath is 31 or 32 he should be part of the setup. Mm. he should be going towards the World Cup instead because he played too many minutes at a certain point in time he's really really struggling now you hope that and it's, it's affecting Ty Furlong because like well, his form, his form has dipped. Well, he's yeah, his form has dipped. He's I mean, he went in the Lions last year as mm. well, which you know I think anyone who went in the Lions last year is probably starting to flag now too. But he had a back problem in the last couple of Leinster games, and you know this could have been if we had if Ireland had the requisite depth, you could have given him a summer off. You could have said let's play off the bench, gets to be a rest in between. But there's no one like they don't trust Bealham or O'Toole yet to do. I don't think they'll ever trust Bealham O'Toole. They like, but they you know if they're taking him out of the team for this weekend. The scrum is under pressure. The players are under pressure. 
And Porter, like Porter's the one I'm really concerned about because if he's going 80 in the the way he plays the game, like think about how important that front row was to beating the All Blacks last November. They can't do the things that make them, made them great because they're scrummaging so hard and now teams think they can get after them as well and that's another big concern. Well, and I'd also imagine psychologically knowing that they can get after them in the final 20 minutes when they've got a brand new pack on and Ireland are going to leave these guys on come hell or high water. Well, to go back to the Springboks, like usually the World Cup the World Cup winners set the tone for the next World Cup cycle. The Springboks have their bomb squad. They pick. They have the luxury of having an incredibly deep pool of incredibly gifted, athletically gifted forwards, giants, massive men. We don't have mm. the the assets that they have, but they pick their best pack on the bench and they bring them off to close out the game. So they kind of hold water for 50 minutes and then they bring on another, a fresh set of bodies. And it, it's so effective. It's not particularly pretty. And Ireland are trying to play a different way but there's nothing wrong with with back, you know, with weaponizing your bench and really, if even if you're playing that all court game that Ireland are playing, if you're bringing on players who can play it really well off the bench and, ch- and 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 keep that tempo going the whole way through, that's really that that'll be really effective as well. The the problem is that like for Farrell, if he doesn't trust, like if he, if he really feels that the players are not going to be able to do the, the the job, he can't call on them. So he's in this bind where. You know, it's up to the provinces to produce the players for him and also to David Nusifora to make sure the system is streamlined so that the right players are getting through. It's just showing that Irish rugby is not as aligned as we, we as it's often purported to be and it's it's causing a really big problem at a really key juncture in the World Cup cycle. I think, like Bernard Jackman wrote about it at the weekend, I think a lot of these problems, are, they need to start solving them now for 2027. The 2023 kind of is what it is at this stage. It's kind of, you know, we, we, it's almost like they need the, to... Is, is the main problem there the backlog of talent at Leinster? To some degree, but also, you know, are we getting a, like uh, the look at Munster? Right, Stephen Archer and John Ryan have been the starting two props, mm. prop and, and second choice for the last couple of years. Ryan has won a number of, you know, pretty thirty odd caps and was a decent operator, but was never is not the future for Ireland. They have Keenan Knox and Roman, Roman Salanoa, both Irish qualified players from overseas beneath them. Now there's injury issues and things, you know, involved in them not getting selected, but ultimately. Archer and Ryan, who are not viable options for next year's World Cup, were being selected ahead of those players throughout the last couple of years. Now, Ryan's moved on, so there's a spot there for Knox. Whether he's good enough, I don't know, but that's because he hasn't played enough big games. So that's, a, I mean, can the RFU go to Munster and say, sorry, these guys are not World Cup contenders. You need to play these th- these players instead. Or does Graham Rountree say, no, I need to beat the Ospreys on Saturday. Yeah. You know, this is, these are the things that the system, you know, like we're going away from the New Zealand tour, which is, you know, you know, the, the here and now, but these are the reasons that Andy Farrell is picking from a small pool of front row players, some of whom he just doesn't seem to trust. Johnny Sexton starts, so obviously taken off in the first half last week, uh, subsequently passed two further head uh, injury assessments. So he is free to play this weekend. Uh, Two questions about, well, firstly, uh, having gone off with a head injury, should he have been selected anyways? Uh, I think the IRFU's point is, well, if he's free to play, he's free to play. And also then, should they have used the opportunity again to start Joey Carberry? Like, we had this conversation last week. Uh, What are your thoughts on both of them? Well, look... Bring us something fresh and new, Rory. I know, yeah. Give, give me, give me some time. Um, Sexton is free to play. He is. I talked to World Rugby today. The HIA one is a precautionary measure. HIA two and three, he passed, which means he's not a confirmed concussion. He doesn't. The thirteen, day, sorry, the twelve day stand down period that's in place does mm. not apply to him. So he is clear to play. So the Irish rugby management are not doing anything wrong by picking him. Now this question is: just because he can play, should he play? Firstly, it's what message does it send out? Like. Can Andy Farrell be making these calls on PR grounds? A lot of people are upset with this. Like a lot of people. And I've seen it, you know, 
like whether you pick your team based on fit or reaction, I don't know. But like there is a you can't pick a team on PR. No, he can. If you start, but if you if you start, if you don't pick Johnny Sexton, if you say actually we know that he passed HIA two and three, we know that he passed them, but we're making a decision actually that you know didn't look good. We're going to leave him out. Well, you've got to do that then with every single player. Yeah, but I I would wonder if if it wasn't Johnny Sexton would the player have played this week he's so important to the team and that brings me on to this and, and, and look there is a, the RFU are the guardians of the game in this country they have to be worried about the next generation of players like we, we, there's obviously law ca- lawsuits involving former players but I have had a lot of conversations with my friends who a lot of them have young kids about whether they will let their kids play rugby and these kinds of decisions are feeding in to those conversations. Mm. And I think there is a major problem coming down the track in terms of people saying, I don't want my kid to play this game. And I think it's unfair on Johnny Sexton because he feels like he's in the middle of it all, but he is the most famous player in Irish rugby. He's one of the most recognisable people in Ireland. And when he is at the heart of this, people are talking about it. People who have no interest in rugby are picking up bits and pieces and they're saying he shouldn't play. And that is all part of the IRFU decision. For Andy Farrell, it's about winning on Saturday and it's about performing at the World Cup. It's a different conversation. And if no one in the RFU had said to him, look, can you just st- stand Johnny down? We think with his history, let's give him a break, bring him back for the third test, which I think would have been a rational decision. England have sent Tom Curry home. It's a different scenario, but it still shows he's had two concussions, one in Six Nations, one in last Saturday. And they've decided, right, we're just going to send him home, bring him back next season. Different scenario, but still a very interesting call for you know, a very important player who captained them during the Six Nations that they've made that call. With Sexton, there's also the issue of the fact that the team's performance dropped off a cliff once mm. he went off the pitch. And whatever about testing Carberry, who has had big opportunities in big games and has played against France, played against Italy, played against Argentina, closed the game out against New Zealand and Dublin and also you know played 60 minutes against the All Blacks last Saturday. But there's also the overall picture of can the team cope without him because he's going to be 38 at the World Cup next year. And you are banking on him getting through a game against South Africa, two-week break, Scotland, quarter-final, semi-final, final, if you can get that far. History shows us that he, he has struggled to get through that, that, that period of games as a younger man. And my concern would be that if that time comes, and you have to plan, scenario plan for that, Ireland are not ready. Whether it's just Carberry, Frawley, that discussion, or whether the team can just cope without the player that they just seem to rely on for well, everything on that side of it then because listen we've had the Carberry Harry Byrne conversation a million times the dip when Sexton went off in terms of leadership like Johnny Sexton is in some ways irreplaceable because he is such a figure within that squad like you always look to him and he's always the one with the instructions he makes himself heard constantly does it suddenly become instantly a much quieter team the sex, second Sexton walks off the pitch? It seems to. You know, it's very hard. I'm, I'm, if we're, it's easy mm. for us to say in a studio. But you've seen, you've, you've, you've seen, you've seen them enough times at this stage. Look look at Jemson Gibson Park's performance on Saturday. For the first 20 minutes, he's absolutely zipping. He's making right decisions. Everything looks good. Sexton goes off. Suddenly he makes three key strategic decisions that go, go awry. And, Ireland, and, and they play a major, major role in Ireland going so far behind. Is that because Joey Carberry is not demanding that he makes the right decisions? Is it because he outsources his decision-making to Sexton and suddenly when he goes off, he has to make those decisions himself? These are answers that they need to find internally. Who's who's speaking up? Who's making the decisions? You know, there's, there was that call about the scrum. Everyone went quiet. They all looked to Sexton, you know, it, it, you know, midway through the first half before he went off. 
I just wonder about the leadership group there and how deferential they are to Sexton and how dominant he is as a personality in, in that panel. And I, and, and, I mean, even the fact that they took him, when he was injured last year, they took him to Paris for the game. You know, they still couldn't even travel without him. They mm. couldn't say, Johnny, you go on a holiday for a week and get yourself right. We're going to go without you and I want to be... Like, these are opportunities to test the squad. I know that winning the series is important to them. And it, like history is important. Like beating the All Blacks in New Zealand would be an amazing achievement and if they have Sexton on the pitch and they achieve it it's another thing and he like telling him he can't play in that game when he's been cleared by the medics mm. another difficult conversation but coaching is about difficult conversations we need to find out about this team without Johnny Sexton we need to find out about the, the reserve tens like could Frawley have made his debut off the bench maybe Frawley's the man maybe you go look you're playing I think it's a missed opportunity from both the PR point of view but also from a squad building and also just having the team ready to cope without him James Ryan said last year uh, that the standards in training drop loads when Sexton's not around I mean that's just not acceptable for a professional rugby team they've got to be able to perform without him Is there any team you can think of that is reliant on one player as Ireland are with Sexton? Not not off the top of my head I mean maybe Messi's Barcelona or something mm. like that but I mean they had some good players I mean they, Ireland have very good players and you know he will be gone. We'll know more in a you know a year and a half's time when he's actually stepped off the stage. But right now, I just couldn't believe the correlation in the drop in performances from when he went off on Saturday. That was really, really alarming. You know, it, like, obviously there's other things at play. New Zealand were, were doing some things very, very well. But to go from being the dominant team in the game and playing really, really well to just falling apart like that, it's really worrying. In terms of who those leaders should be when he goes off, like is is there an argument that? If Sexton isn't playing, Conor Murray should be playing it out half because he's a bit more then of at scrum somebody half. at scrum half. Sorry, at that. At, well, I suppose uh, you, instead it, of Gibson Park, so actually you lose, you're changing your it, full. Yeah, I think out that's, half. that's a difficult decision to make. But no, I don't think he, I think because of the limited amount of subs that you have on the bench, you probably can't make two two changes that early in the game. And you know, it's up to Gibson Park to learn that side. And Gibson Park is he's growing in in his kind of confidence and stuff, but he's naturally quite a quiet fella. I mean, even. Like James Ryan has been the vice captain of this team mm. for a while. On Saturday, Peter O'Mahony took over the captaincy. That was never heralded. That was never flagged that it was going to happen. But it seems like O'Mahony's got basically outflanked Ryan in the leadership stakes, which speaks to maybe the lessening of faith of in Ryan. Yeah, I, think the, yeah, I wonder whether Ryan is, is under threat. Henderson's a big loss. He's the captain of Ulster. Who else? Like Tyke Furlong. You know, he's an experienced player now. You want to you want to be seeing him him leading, although he's struggling in his own job. That makes it difficult. Um, like Carberry's got to be that player and Carberry's no spring chicken he's 26, 27 he's got 30, 30, 30, 30 to 40 caps at this stage there's got to be a chance though that the times. coaching team are saying actually don't worry about that side of it we just need you to focus you on your be performance like, the, 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 when we go back to it like Carberry's just not knocking Sexton out of the team he's not doing enough at Munster he, like, he's got his own issues so he's coming into the team focusing on those Henshaw's another you know, leader in waiting You know, he should be stepping up and maybe stepping into the, the, you know, bullying them out of it and telling them what to do Keenan's been around a while now he's kind of a very calm figure but there's no big voices in that group that I'm talking about like this is where someone like a Dan Levy or someone like that would have been really handy right now um, because he was a big personality and he's been an awful loss to the team over the last couple of years but I mean we can't stop keep talking about Dan Levy he's retired now but you know Sean O'Brien would have been like that you know mm. they're, they're lacking I think that kind of and maybe there's someone in the squad outside of the 23 maybe a Stuart McCluskey type figure who's not a fashionable player from the Ireland point of view but could be just that bit figure. of the dog in them yeah that like you know, he's a brilliant club player and he's never even getting a chance I don't know I'm clicking names out there but there's got to be someone in Irish rugby who can do that job um, because at the moment it's just disappearing when Sexton's not there and that's a real concern
in terms of what Ireland then game plan wise uh, will try and do this weekend like do they just focus on those first 20 minutes and try and extend it to a 60 minute 80 minute performance is it all down to Sexton's departure like it did feel as though felt as though they almost lost a run of themselves away that they yeah. played so well in the first 20 minutes that they lacked game management then of actually you know we've, yeah. we've got the early score let's just calm it down like they were they were trying to play an all blacks game well like their game is quite clear for all to see and when it works it's really good to watch and it's really why you want this Irish team to succeed because they play rugby in an entertaining and exciting fashion you know it's not like I would have been critical of the way we played under Joe Schmidt it was possibly more effective but I didn't like watching it as much whereas I think the way Ireland play when they get it right is thrilling and what they are backing themselves to do is fix the seppies both scrum and line out where New Zealand got an incredible pressure on and also cut out the the little errors that were there. You know the the, the poor decision making. You know, instead of forcing the pass, just took recycle. You know, go again. And they think if they can cut out those errors, if they can fix the set piece and and maybe get the breakdown a bit better, they have the the tools to cause New Zealand all sorts of problems. Now New Zealand have seen them. They've had a week to analyse what they're doing. They'll also evolve their own game. Um, Ireland will probably prepare for that. Like Arsenal was whipping out really wide passes. You wouldn't be surprised for a completely different tactic this week. Maybe they go through Bowden Barrett a bit and Ireland need to be prepared for every right. eventuality because New Zealand rarely produce the same game plan two weeks in a row. But if that's what they're doing. Like We know how Ireland will play. It's all about execution. And if they can tighten up the, their basics, they will have a chance. This team can win in New Zealand. You know, I mean, you know, For all the things we've talked about, all the negativity, this team is capable of winning the game on Saturday if they get things right, but they have to get it right. It's whether the... There's a long-term payoff there as well. You know, is is there going to be long-term pain for this short-term game? Uh, Sam White looks obviously a huge loss as huge, well yeah. for the All Blacks. So Scott Barrett had no sighting, uh, nothing is uh, no fine to go, sighting, ready to yeah. go. Uh, he's going to start in the second row. So in terms of set pieces and line out and trying to capitalise, uh, the fact that Whitelock isn't there is an opportunity they need to capitalise on. Yeah, it's a tactical shift as well because they brought Dalton Papalihi on to the, into the team. So he's not a, he's a six in the more traditional sense. He's actually played a bit of seven, a lot of seven this year for, for the Blues. So he's a flanker rather than a second row playing a flanker, which is a tactical shift because New Zealand went, would rarely go for three second rows, but it worked for them last weekend. They just didn't have the, the options. Um, they lost another player to COVID as well. So they um, that will see, like that probably means there'll be less powerful but quicker over the ground Papali's an incredible athlete he's a really good player but he probably doesn't give them the, the menace that, that Scott Barrett did So, um, and also means Ireland will have three viable targets in the line out in terms of O'Mahony and the two second rows um, they can hunt New Zealand a bit more now because they feel like they have an advantage in that area and, and they should be putting the ground have a good defensive line out and a, you know, and a good attacking line out when it works so they should be um, targeting major improvements in that mm-hmm. area um, What's going on with James Ryan? Like, Did we all get too excited when he went on that incredible winning run? Well the, Ireland have changed like when, when Ireland played the the way they played under Joe Schmidt it really suited him you know it was hard carrying it was tight to the rook he was able to get those gains that he had he looked so explosive so dynamic and, and his work rate was off the charts I guess he racked up a lot of minutes as, as a young player Ireland changed the way they played he looks less comfortable in the way that he played in the way that, that Ireland play he's not often not the designated passer and that layer of his game doesn't seem to have improved with the rest of it he's been through an awful lot of injury he's had a lot of head injuries he's been stood down I don't know whether that affects your confidence it's very hard to say from the outside but it's it's definitely you know it's got to be considered as a factor and he's been part of a pack that's been beaten up an awful lot of times at this stage and you wondered about that whether that feeds into his confidence I mean Leinster have been out muscled on big occasions over and over again and um, 
Ireland have been out most by England in the late stages of Joe Schmidt's tenure and the early stages of Andy Farrell's tenure. They've got that relationship in order, but they've been out muscled by France. That you know, there's been La Rochelle a couple of times. That's going to chip away, chip away, chip away. And he's also been asked to play a tight head lock when he's more naturally suited to being a loose head lock. And you wonder whether he's had to put on weight that's diminishing his game. So could Joe McCarthy be the answer? They put Joe McCarthy at five. They move. Um, they move Ryan back to the left hand side of the scrum and they allow him to lose a little bit of weight and that gives him back his natural you know, back to his natural more fighting weight. Problem he has there is he's got Ty Byrne, Ian Henderson is fighting for those positions as well. You have McCarthy coming through, you have Ryan Baird, you've got Tom- Thomas O'Hearn down in Munster, and at some stage if his performances if he keeps being a six out of ten player rather than the eight or nine that he was in twenty eighteen, his position has to come under, under scrutiny. And the fact that he's been demoted in terms of the leadership hierarchy would suggest that his position is less solid than it once was I don't think it's going to happen on this tour mm. I think he's quite valuable in the setup, and he's quite senior player but at some stage if a couple of those players hit the straps you know at the start of next season and Ryan continues not to evolve then there's going to be a conversation Is Joe Schmidt still in with the All Blacks this week? No I don't think he's training um, Didn't hear any post game analysis of the Schmidt effect I thought the way New Zealand started was very interesting the way they kicked the ball the way they targeted certain Irish players I thought the way they tightened up their breakdown work was very interesting and that was a big factor in November I would put some of that down to Joe Schmidt and the preparation that he would have been involved in yeah well certainly Ian Foster wasn't yeah, he barely mentioned his name I, th- I don't think Joe wants to be seen to be involved in this series I think that was a big strategic part of I think I talked about it last week that he, he was very much I'm going to enjoy this series and I'm going to come on board afterwards he didn't want to face Ireland and while he is helping them out in the background with their analysis I don't think he wants to, his name associated with this series at all but I guarantee you that there's, there's an influence being had there Alright, all our rugby and off the ball is with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. We will have loads of reaction uh, from Alan Quinlan, uh, from Dunedin, straight after the game on Saturday morning and loads more across Saturday and Sunday as well. Rory, thanks as always. Cheers, Ned. Rugby on Off the Ball. With Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.